Hey, Reem. Hey, everybody. Hello, everyone. Asad. Welcome to our fourth episode of Two Bros and a Beard. Definitely a little bit closer to the last one than the last one. Than the last one. Uh, uh, that's all I'll say about that. Uh, uh, my name is Asad. My name is Ibrahim. And uh, yeah, we're, the, we're the bros. Uh, so today's topic, we wanted to talk about something that may initially seem boring, but will draw out all of your deepest, darkest hate and hate- hatreds and uh, desires, which is desires? school. Yeah, I feel like people have had desires about school. Uh, Not desires like that, but like, you know, like what they want to take out of it, what they want to get guess, out of it. Yeah, like I, maybe desired. You know end what? Result, the end result. Yeah, actually, no, I kind of I kind of see what you're saying. Let me end redact result. that statement. Just just hatred. Just I think the hatred and your thoughts. Expectations. Sure. Thoughts of school. Thoughts of school. Yeah, Talking about school. Yeah. Um, not about like curriculum and boring stuff, but just like our experiences and our relationships with school. Yeah. If you liked school, you hated it what you hated about it, what you liked about it, how much you hated it, how much did you want to drop out? Like, I'm already willing to drop out of college right now, and I'm barely a sophomore. Yeah, there are so many different attitudes throughout, you know, middle school, high school, really, when, like, kids become cognizant of, like, the value of school. I've seen so many different attitudes and opinions about school. Some good, some bad. Majority bad. Yeah, majority bad. Even the most mature opinions still... They do bring up valid points, and I and I do agree with them. But anyway, so we wanted to start with uh, school being part of our identities. This was something that we were talking about a little while ago, and we were like, okay, save that for the podcast. But basically, something that we realized uh, going into college, you know, something that older kids start talking about is like the the intrinsic connection that we have with the institution of school. Intrinsic? I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't know what that means. Like the 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 deep rooted um connection, connection. yeah, yeah okay, that we okay. have it's like ever since we were children like our second home not home isn't like a place of comfort but like uh, like uh, the second half of our existence has yeah, been that it's building. always it's usually home school home and school exactly and school and then home and then home and school and that that creates like such strong ties such social and and uh personal connections that a lot of kids in college, like the first thing you'll ask them is like, how do you make friends if you don't actually go to class? And that was a big part of uh, when the pandemic hit last year or this year currently, right? Going to university for kids who are taking online classes. Everybody was like, it's so hard to talk to people. Yeah, you don't talk to anyone. You usually just say, you introduce yourself on like discussion boards and just say, hello, my name is blah, blah, blah. But to actually, actually talk to other people, you pretty much don't unless you have a question about like an assignment or you're trying to get answers for an assignment. <laughs> but, like, you usually don't talk to other people if you're doing online classes now. And if you're doing, like, those hybrid classes where you're in person a little bit, you're online a little bit, those are, are a little bit easier. They're a little bit better in that regard. I've, I've just started having my classrooms actually, like, talk. It was very quiet the first couple of days. Yeah. Not a lot of responsiveness. Kind of like what you were talking about, about your summer class and, and yeah. things before. Uh, no, how last the AB schedule before, was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's gotten a lot better. Yeah. But like even even kids who do go to high school or uh, who do go to college, even they will say, once school's over, meeting people is significantly harder. Yeah. Other than having a workplace relationship, like, like with a friend or with a, you know, uh, romantic interest it's still the same it's still like it's tied to the place of work tied to the business right or tied to the school tied yeah. to the activities there and without it like the only other avenue for like meeting folks is like <laughs> like a mixer or like or, a party yeah, or like or but even like that's sports team even like, sports and parties are like around school yeah it's if you if you know people at school you go to the party if you know someone at school you can join their team if you join a team and you know someone at school, you eventually make friends with that with said person. It's all about like school. Like when we were kids starting off kindergarten and stuff like that, you make friends and some of those friends end up being best friends for decades upon decades. Like I still have one friend I talked to since I was like a little kid, like just one. Sure. You, you meet a lot, but eventually you get down to your, your, your real G's, your ride or die. <laughs> but it all starts with meeting at kindergarten you start that relationship so young and that's how it all works you start in kindergarten you make a relationship you start growing up with that person uh friends best friends significant other you get to middle school you're still meeting new people and those relationships are getting tighter because you see them every day you spend i don't know how many hours together and so those relationships really build onto each other and that's like the easiest way to make friends 
and it's it's really heavy you know something i was uh i was feeling i i, I told like a couple of our friends senior year when i was in the heat of uh senioritis i was like we spent our whole lives creating like a social identity like learning who we are figuring everything out it takes so long so much effort and then right when we go to college we basically have to throw it all away and reset yeah, did you notice, like, how many people we stopped talking to after, like, senior year? It's rather what I didn't notice, man. <laughs> like, you don't, you stop talking to certain people, and you're like, and then you hear their name, like, further on down a couple months later, a couple years later, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I know that person, that's uh, wild, what are they up to? <laughs> you know, you know that, uh, that old saying, like, uh, you throw, I think it's like, you throw the pasta at the wall, you see what sticks? Huh? Well, that's an I mean, old people I mean, thing, maybe. Sure, I mean, I know that idea, but I don't know. That's a saying about people. Well, that's how I feel about like all of our friends. Like, I really, it, it was a test after school ended. Who would actually like stay yeah. up, right? Who yeah. would actually stay with me? And other than like us, you know, like our close group of friends. Yeah, you don't really talk to anyone. And yeah, it, it's like very much. If I don't see you in person, which is again intrinsically tied to being at a school yeah. or at some sort of location, which for most of our lives is school. I don't talk to you. Yeah. I, we don't have that relationship anymore. And at school, you find the people you connect with the best. If said person likes video games, you start geeking out together. If someone likes music, you you click with certain people based off of similar interests. That's why all of us, when we have our friend group, we can click based off of like a million different things. We make our relationship based off of what we have like interact with. You know, some people, how they say like, I'm, it's like a really stupid thing that they, they say, but they're like, I... I want to make sure that the person that I end up with is like the best. So like the they best. don't, they don't go to their inner circles, like like the close people, because it's basically in relationships or like inner human relationships, there's something called proximity, right? Yeah. Like me and my girlfriend, right? We met via proximity yeah. and some people say my proximity is not desirable. So I don't want it, but in a, in like the reverse effect, right? If you're just open to the idea of proximity, which most most people aren't really thinking about when you're in school and you're a kid, you will meet people regardless. Like like yeah. you were saying, people who will share interests will just come out of wherever, and then you guys will come together. You'll find each other. It's kind of fun. And and you don't have that same kind of magnetic connection, like the, yeah. the driving force when you when you get out of school. Yeah. And I I was talking to uh, some graduates as well, and they expressed the same problem. Even at work, it's like it's like really hard. And yeah. also, it, like. I'm the kind of guy who, like, when I, I don't know how to describe it, like, you know when you have a crush on someone and you look at them and you're like, I really want to go talk to them? <laughs> I'm like that with people. Like, I want to be friends with people. But it's not like a societally acceptable thing to just walk, walk up to random like, hey, people. Yeah, like, especially with how bad pickup artists are these days and yeah. the bad name that, like, uh, um, on the street, like, conversations have. Yeah. You, you will, like, nine, nine times out of ten make someone immediately uncomfortable by just approaching yeah. them. Yeah, no, there's, there's a lot of times where I'm like, oh, they look nice. I want to go talk to them. And then, you know, I'm just like, but yeah, reality I probably shouldn't, in. you know. I'm like, they don't know me. I don't know them. I probably look weird to them. I'm not going to walk up to them. <laughs> you know what? Never mind. I'm, I'm just going to be lonely forever. <laughs> I probably look weird to them. I don't know, bro. Tall bearded man walks up to you. And yeah, like... tall bearded man walks up to you like, hi, how are you doing today? <laughs> um, I just wanted to know, do you actually also like video games? Yeah, if you talk to them in the Winnie the Pooh voice, then obviously they're going to yeah. be like, oh my god, what's going on? Also, like, if you go up to a random person, say you have enough guts or, like, balls to walk up to I a wish, random I wish person. I did. What if, like, you're talking to them and you really, like... They're not vibing. They're not the same it's vibe. It's so you know? weird. Then what? What do you do then? It's it's like jumping in a pool and not knowing how deep it was. Yeah. I walk up to you like, hi, my name's Ibrahim. Hi, my name is Saad. And then you talk and you eventually like you personally start feeling this and might not actually be a connection. What do you do with that information? Do you just be like, oh, all right, cool. Thanks. Bye. And never talk to them ever again. It's kind of like when you have a date with someone. Like at the end of the date, if it went bad, you both acknowledge that it was bad. And you say you'll talk to each other or you'll keep up but and you never, never do. do. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's it weird. just ends. Yeah. It's just cut. That's it. Like, for, for us, for example, like, me and Asad, we went to a high school where it was, like, project-based, and it was, like, a lot of STEAM stuff, or STEM, STEAM, both one works. People um, argue which one. <laughs> yeah. But, like, the way the high school worked was that whenever you come into the school, you come in as a freshman, and then if you move on through the ranks, through uh, the grades, you can leave, but you can't really join, so whoever you start with as a freshman sticks as a freshman, like, no one knew, comes in throughout the years. And so that idea kind of like, it starts forming relationships and f like families as our principal likes to call it. Like we're one big happy family, you know? Oh man, there was, 
I I always feel so gushy about it, but mm-hmm. like, I, and I I told everybody when we, when we first got to school, I was like, that's BS. Yeah, no, I didn't that's absolute in the whole BS. But then by the time senior year came around, I was like, you, oh my god, you guys! You eventually figure out that based off of that, like, um, that idea, you learn so much from people. You learn about people. You learn their mannerisms. Oh god, so you learn what they have on Wednesday afternoon when they go to their grandpa's house and mm-hmm. have dinner with them every week. You learn so much about them that eventually it's almost like a family, almost. And the only difference is you don't go home and see them. You just go home to the other family, like your real one. Yeah. Just the next day you wake up and you go spend seven, eight hours with them. And yeah, I mean, I totally agree. Friends in school, relationships, people, they forge you so well. Yeah. Like, we've talked about this a bunch. But like, we were completely different people as ninth graders walking into that building. 14-year-olds. Oh, yeah. 100%. Complete, I, like... You would not have recognized, like, for any listener, you know, who doesn't know me, I was, like, a really chaotically energetic but still socially awkward nerdy kid in high school. Lucky same. And I, through the course of going to my high school, grew so much as a person to, to be able to public speak, to be able to communicate ideas to effectively, to have a podcast, yeah. you know, to... Um, not run around and squeak at the top of my voice. My voice dropped. <laughs> I gained a couple you, inches. You definitely did change. Like, I couldn't think back of freshman year. Because I met you in freshman year. Maybe, like, halfway through freshman year. Mm-hmm. And I've known you ever since. So, it's, like, four or five years now. Dang, you man. Definitely, that's a weird number. Yeah, it's a weird number. You definitely, definitely have changed. I, and I, I, I'm so grateful for it. I'm so grateful for the change that I went through. Because it's helped me in so many ways. Like, one thing that I do find... Um, and not, not to be like really rude, but in, in the other students around me is that their like ability to socially communicate with others is, is very low, low, sometimes like up and down, like super extreme or super not like, yeah, they either know how to talk and they'll not stop talking and they'll talk exactly or Or they'll be like, they'll never look at you. They're just phone headphones. I'll do my work and get out. Don't ever talk to me. I don't like people. I'm, I'm better at home with my with my tablet and then yeah. i'm a whole new person like it's it's the two opposite ends of the spectrum yeah and i i i wish that those other people got the same kind of exposure it's very difficult especially as teens we were like i hate this this is scary this is this is bad before uh, part of our school part of the project based learning was that we had like grand presentations where we had to publicly speak or we had to give some sort of talk and Especially as ninth graders, right? Where we assume that people already don't give a crap about what we have to say. Yeah. It's incredibly jarring to, like, stand in front of a group of people. I remember... I, it still happens. I get so nervous sometimes that my my knees will, like, shake. Like, the rest yeah. of me will be fine, freshman but my year, knees shake. Freshman year, I would... I, I used to always wear a bracelet. And the thing what I would do is... Sometimes they'll be like, you know, put your hands uh, behind your back or something like that. I would put my hands, like, by my behind my back a little bit. And just fidget with my bracelet in the back so no one sees me. But it was so, like, odd. And you expect to... That idea of you speaking to a bunch of random strangers, adults, kids, everything, is supposed to be taken into the outside world. And you talk to random other people at college or work or, you know, go pick up a girlfriend somehow at a, co- a coffee shop. It's mm-hmm. like that whole idea mixes. Some, some, some might say trauma, some might say trials, right? <laughs> but whatever it was, it pushes, like, it really does, it pushes you out of your shell, whether you like it or not. Yeah. And it, it forged people, even the most introverted of us, yeah. to, like, have the ability to socially communicate. Not maybe all the time, but when you need to, right? The last resort. Yeah. And that's, and that's kind of what I liked about our high school. So, like, our high school, like I said earlier, is, like, a STEAM-based, STEM-based, project-based high school. It's pretty much, like, a lot of people used to say it's, like, an engineering-based high school, but honestly, it wasn't. It was just like engineering ideated processes. Yeah, yeah like it, that. It, engineering was like woven in the philosophy. Yeah, but the idea behind the high school made a lot of sense because it would teach kids how to live a life outside of school. It would teach you how to speak to others, like we were just talking about, how to speak and give presentations. I think one of the advertised things was that college ready, right? They kept saying you will, yeah, it's you'll like going be ready to university. For college. Yeah, you'll be ready to outside life, go get a job. Yeah. And that's one thing they really did. Yeah, like, getting a job, oh my god. Junior year, they, they brought in uh, intern, internships yeah, all and the companies. companies. Yeah, so and you we, learn how to have an interview and resumes and all that stuff. When we did the, the mayor's one, yeah, I, I again, ha- saw that stark difference between me and all the other kids who went to normal public high school. Yeah. I was like, how is it like they answering questions and like talking and, and selling yourself and all this stuff like 
it's still it was still hard for me. Don't get yeah. me wrong. It was hard, but yeah. it, it looked completely different the way I was watching the other people do it. I had to give like so many pointers and tips to people. And yeah, I, was I like, had I had my lady. I was interviewing for a job at the city. I think for like public works or some random place, and I was talking to her. And I think I was like her second or third interviewee, and she was like, "You know, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. The conversation we're having here is so much different from the ones I had for the rest of the day." I'm like, "How so?" She goes. You're just open to the conversation. You're not. You're willing to answer the questions, and like you're being completely honest with me. And I, I can see the fluidity. You're not making up, or you're not having it staged or whatever. You're just literally talking like a conversation. And you and the rest of the interview, I think it was supposed to be like 15, 20 minutes. Five minutes in the interview, she told me that, and the rest of the interview was just, "How do you speak like this? Why do you speak like this?" Huh. And I told her like that's how my high school was set up. We speak to people, rent uh, like new people we have never met the the awkwardness is kind of taken out and so it's teaching us how to be adults in high school if that makes sense yeah my i, I had a similar experience she didn't necessarily or they uh, my my it was i didn't get the job by the way because she completely forgot to ask me like oh, all, the, man. all the prerequisites See, and that's, all the requirements that's that's the, but the like pitfall. she really had a lot of respect for me and, and then the year after that i got the job at public works no she was she was in a different department i got a job at public works and she later on saw me and she goes oh my god ibrahim and my boss looks at me and she goes, like, do you know who this chick is? Like, this is a different department. How do you know different department people? And she I goes, got those connections. She goes, oh, I interviewed him, like, last year. How are you doing? <laughs> and they sat there and talked for, like, an hour, bro. I was like, can I go back to work now? <laughs> like, I don't like this. You guys can't be talking about how good of a person I am. Like, I'm all for, like, compliments. But I hate this, bro. Can I leave? And they sat there and talked. And that's, like, they also agreed. My boss at the time also agreed that when I had their interview... My resume looks good, A, because we spent, I don't know how many weeks working on our resumes in school. B, I was able to talk to them and answer questions like it was not that bad. I wasn't sitting there like, um, uh, the, the, the way I grew up, uh, I was actually just talking normally. And she was very impressed with that. And I'm like, really? Does Not everyone does that? And she goes, no, because our high school, like I was saying, was different from all the other high schools. Other high schools have... I don't know, seven periods every day. You go to each class, history, math, oh, man, structure. Our work. Ours, we didn't have that. We had different classes every day Sometimes or different schedules every, every day, day, I guess. Yeah. Uh, for seniors, you have a senior project you have to work on all year. Uh, throughout the like year, you'd have presentations. You have to go talk to people. It's a lot more research-based and stuff like that. And so those little ticks over there that made it completely different from the normal schools, I think is good and honestly should be like put into a lot of different schools because the only time i've only felt that way was in seventh grade in my middle school when my math teacher was like you guys don't know how to write a check and we're all like no oh man dude and she goes let me teach you guys how to write a check and she taught us how to write a check how to start filing for taxes and she was the only person that actually cared about like outside life while all the other teachers were like i'm coming here to teach you curriculum and that's it i don't care about your outside life when high school in our high school we learned about life after after high school and how to get a job, how to yeah. go this, how to do that. And I think that's what a lot of high schools are missing in their curriculum. The curriculum is boring. Don't I, get me wrong. I They're rem- boring as hell. I remember someone in my, both for the interviews for those internships and then also for jobs and for college, all of them made some sort of comment about the fact that like, like you were saying, it wasn't very, it wasn't very robotic yeah. because the boot camp that normal people go through is like, they will ask you questions have prepared answers yeah you need to ask them questions so prepare questions and it, it does seem very you know uh analytical very cold in that sense right? i would i would never prepare questions or answers just because i feel like that's not how it should be sir you can think <laughs> about certain things but not like have prepared prepared answers from like three weeks in Par- partially because of my procrastination but also yeah. partially because it was totally calculated yeah, no, no, no. i also did not talk about that. i also did not prepare questions no because i just feel like it just flows better especially if you met like first of all no one's gonna know if you mess up if you don't know the answer that is very something. true if you don't play if you play it off correctly then no one's gonna know you not even up. that it's just like i i'm not sure ma'am like if you i'm not sure how to answer that question and that'll bring up another question oh you know why don't you know well i, I don't think i have enough resources you know it it'll shape you it'll show you who you are it also shows character yeah it shows you who you are if you come in and be like oh yeah 100 percent. i thought about this four weeks ago um the way this works is and then yeah, you yeah, sound either like you don't know anything because other know people much. have a bs major like they yeah. know they can they can smell that right yeah. and sometimes people just sit through and they're like okay yeah 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 but like 
it, it, it does show something when you can be like, no, but, and then you can still come out yeah. of it. It's the fluidity that helps a lot of people get far. Yeah. And the, the coming up on a spot works majority of the time. Like, I don't know if you, I've been, I don't know if you've ever seen me present or have we ever presented in a group together? Uh, not as a group, but I've watched many of our presentations. Yeah. I don't know if you ever seen me present or not, but ever since middle school, I was an avid and we had to give a couple of presentations and avid to like to the class and stuff like that. We had a pretty small class, so it works out well. But I would never prepare my presentation. Like, I would have those slideshows, but I'd never, like, practice. And a teacher would be like, practice, 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 practice. Your last name is practice now. And I would never practice. <laughs> and I'd walk up on stage or, like, you know, to give my presentation. And I'd give just a presentation based off of what comes into my mind. Sure, I'd use a slideshow and be like, oh, yeah, I know we're talking about animals today. Whatever. But it would just be, like, fluid. If I miss a complete slide, I would not care. And somehow I would give probably the best presentations in that class. All the other speakers that came to our school did the same yeah. thing. They they didn't really need the slides. Yeah. And that you, was something that we were taught. The slides are like piggybacks. Like if you forget where you are, look at the slide. Oh, we're talking about X, Y, and Z. Cool. And oh, yeah. You can pick it back up. Yeah, we, we all started at high school as like reading off the slide. And yeah. then slowly, slowly by senior year, we got to the point where the slideshow was just a visual gimmick. Yeah, and I started off like freshman year trying to teach other people how to just not use a slide because i used to never use slides i literally remember a perfect moment in my middle school where i walked up to give a presentation a bunch of in front of like everyone in avid uh their their parents all that stuff and i made a joke because we were supposed to have like one note card in case needed you know it's completely fine i, I walked up with a couple note cards and i made it a thing i was like you know we're supposed to give a presentation about i don't remember what the topic was but i was like we're supposed to give a presentation about this and you know what Screw these note cards. And I threw it away. And, a professor, and the teacher looked at me. She goes, like, that face, like, what are you doing? Why are you throwing Bro, your note cards? that's a high school movie moment. And I looked at her and I was like, big balls. I don't need note cards. And I just gave my presentation so perfectly. And my friend Philip comes up after me and he goes, Ibrahim, I know you BS all that. Like, I know you BS all of that because I know you're, like, you're confident and cocky. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And I took that idea and tried to teach people in high school about that. Because, as you said, they just read off of the sideshow. And I was trying to tell them, if you read off slideshow, you're going to sound really boring. No one's going to like that. Professors and teachers do that. It's really boring. Don't do that. If you want to be more I don't know, fluid and you want to get people's attention, be raw. Be Say things incorrectly. Like Don't, don't care what happens. Understand that everything's going to happen and just move on with it. And be who you are. Like Don't change yourself. Don't become a robot. Pre- present. Whatever happens, happens. Adapt to it. Another, another really intrinsic part of... Uh, the school experience is homework and I hate homework. every student yeah every student has their own unique relationship and personally i i see the value in homework but especially with the way that the standard education system does homework i see very little value other than the simple drilling of information into somebody yeah like the like the the brute force practicing of a topic but as far as like reinforcing your learning or anything or making you think anything critically, really, it's not, it, it isn't. And most of the time, if the student, like me, all the time, rationalizes the homework as like a task, like like homework, yeah. like, like just something to get done because I need to go do something else, right? Or it'll affect my grade. It starts becoming less and less and less effective. I think ever since, I actually don't know a grade, but I think ever since we were like younger, probably middle school, that idea started that homework is just something I need to get out of the way because it'll mess up my grade and I need a good grade to go to high school or whatever the case is. Homework has never truly in my mind been like, yeah, I need this. Even, even in high school, we, because of the way that we got like assignments, we really, really like drew the line between what we knew was like something good for the project, something good for the team and busy work. Yeah. I remember we would always be like, this is busy work. I hate this. We tell the teachers, this is busy work. Why are we having this? Yeah. And, and we would really, really be like, I'm, I'm fine with work. I just don't want busy work. I don't yeah. want just like filling and out note cards or doing X, Y, Z, fill in the blanks or all this boring stuff. And some of the uh, teachers would literally be like, okay, if you're going to explain it to me, you don't have to do the homework. Yeah. That was one thing. The student advocacy was very good in a way that we could like actually get around it. If you just proved that you knew the knowledge, if you yeah. could prove it some other way, which was evident because our whole school was evidence-based. If you could find other evidence to prove it, then yeah, I mean, you know, why not give you the grade around it? Why, why make you do all this practice? Homework doesn't always work. And I don't think a lot of people understand that because homework, like you said, is now just a thought that I need to get this out of the way because 
you know, it's, it's, it's a grade. I need this grade. Like for me, I'm not even gonna lie. I use, I use online. I Google Quizlet, chat, like all that stuff because I don't like doing the homework. I, sometimes I don't see the necessary, like all the 15 pages I have to do my current calculus homework, 11 assignments. Each assignment is 25 parts. Each part, uh, each question, uh, 25 questions, each question, like four parts. I don't understand why I would need that. Honestly, ever since college started, I literally just have not even registered. Like the, I, I, you, I thought about it critically in high school. I just haven't even considered why homework would be useful because it's just not. Homework is not useful unless you're going to be like a doctor. It's just. And a, you have to memorize things. It's that just point, another it's point. That's not homework. It's just another data point for professors and other institutions to make a grade. Yeah. yeah. They're just trying to cut your average more and more and more. And that's just. It's, I mean, like the the memorization especially for our stem courses right the memorization of equations and things like that that i do see is good when you like do homework over and over again but i think that but, should be a resource not a homework but people don't just look at resources and memorize stuff though yeah, i i know but, i won't go out of my way to look at it i'd rather use it but if you're presented with hey these are all the formulas you have to eventually memorize versus these are all the formulas do the 19 pages of homework and figure it out see there's a very big difference there I would much rather prefer a more critical, intuitive way of integrating those formulas or integrating those ideas than, like you're saying, just 19 questions of brute force and yeah. find the riddle between all the questions and, and apply the formula as it goes. Because I, I personally don't find that useful. I personally don't find, like, sure, I'll, like, understand where which variable goes where, but yeah. as far as, like, understanding what is actually going on, that yeah. hasn't really and happened professors yet. were like, okay, this is the formula we get. This is how it works. You say, you know, this variable goes here because of this. If you give a breakdown and teach it how it works and why it works, that would make sense. But for you to, like, memorize how it works and why it works and do 19 different questions, only for each question you get wrong because you eventually never, like, learn anything about it, it gets too tedious. Students have way too much stuff to learn. Also, when the pressure of a grade yeah. impacts the learning, especially as adults... Right, especially when we're taught you got to do what you got to do. My calculus two class. We throw we throw the genuineness out of the window. We need to get yeah. the grade. We need to get it done. My grade, literally calculus two class. My my first exam, there was twelve formulas I had to memorize, and twelve different like different ways I can do each one. That's an issue. I don't think you need to know all of that. I think some of them you'll need to know for sure. But I think there's a better way to structure it than memorize all twelve of these are going to be on your exam on Monday. Well, now what? I don't what. Yeah. And it would it would break every student. If a student comes and tells me, oh, no, homework is perfect, I'd say you're completely lying. There is a lot of research going on in the field right now about, like, I don't want to say learning styles, and I'll explain that in a second, but how to maximize learning. Yeah. Part of it is people are discovering that learning styles are kind of not real. Nope. Like we're we're told, you know, visual, you know, all that stuff. That, I I mean, maybe in theory some of it is real, but there's like psychological scientific testing going on. That uh, there's a video by Veritasium. I think he explained it really well. Where it's it's more like you need to convince yourself that you're feeling it comfortably, but there are certain surefire ways to do it, and then there's certain ways people are just built, and everybody takes information indifferently inherently. But I hope to see in the future. When more of this data comes through, when our generation and our results, you know, you know, like yeah. our how successful we are, when we impact the world and people look at that and adjust, if that will change anything at all, so, like like if they stop doing the SAT because that was a question that they actually considered during pandemic time, right? Yeah. But what if they actually like realize, yeah, maybe we don't need a stupid standardized test that is not really standardized and not really fair in any Dude, way whatsoever. Don't, don't get me started on tests. <laughs> yeah, okay. Actually, SAT is a te- like a, like a subject we should talk about, but not for like a while. Don't don't get me started on tests. Tests in general, I think, are trash. SAT exams, final exams, I think, are trash because there's a better way to figure out if the student understands what you're talking about versus sit down for the next two hours solve these twenty five questions. I'm, I, I am absolutely god-awful at taking exams. You know the thing I hate the worst about exams? Especially for math? Huh. The time limit. Yeah, there's always a time limit. And you get stressed out and you're like, you have to sit there. 120 questions. Three hours. How many how many questions can I get fit in? Oh, uh, I, I guess I can only put like two minutes per question. Oh, shoot. I just wasted the time calculating that and now I have to oh, get like compensation this question. for the do question. Do I skip it or do I come back to it? Yeah. I don't have time to come back to it. What do I do now? You get that question wrong. Oh, do That's I, what happens. Do I have to 50, 50% be or C? Oh, I'm just going to send it. Yeah. Or if you don't have multiple choice, how do I solve the answer? Oh my God. Free, free word, man. All of, all of my math 
Calculus 2 was free free answered, whatever, open answers. I, I just hate that idea, especially for math classes, what they do to really make the exam difficult is they make sure they know the average time per question and they really cut the, cl- cut the amount of time they give yeah. you close enough so that it's just barely over that average mark. And I, especially for tests, right, find that the questions are always a little different than the way they're in the uh, textbook than the way yeah, they are in they're, the homework. They're, they're made to trick and that little bit of variance does require you to take longer. Yeah. And I'm not like a photo, mem- like a photographic memory type person, eidetic memory. I don't have all this like adva- I'm actually god awful at memorization. Yeah. So having these little variances in the test, it actually does like significantly delay my ability to get through them. And I remember in calculus one, I think for my third exam, I literally got every question I did right, but because I couldn't finish in time and it just messed up the average so hard, I got such a bad grade on that test. Mm-hmm. I got such a bad grade. Bro, I remember in my college algebra class, the professor on our final, I think, she goes, there's 35 questions. There's about an hour you can take it, which means roughly two minutes, three minutes, an hour and a half to take it, right? We're like, oh, okay, we're chilling. We can we can literally run through that. Even if we cheated, we can get through that, right? She goes, and listen, it's online. So here's what I'm going to tell you. I know you guys can cheat and I'm expecting you guys to cheat, but I've set it up in a way that if you cheat on it, you'll be able to only cheat on two answers because you don't have enough time to cheat on everything. And I was like, and I raised my hand. I'm like, what do you mean we don't have enough time? She goes, I took this, I took this exam and timed myself. And then I took this exam again and cheated on four of them. Then I figured out how much time to give you guys. I'm like, come again? She goes, yeah, I cut that time and like half. And I'm like, why? She goes, so you guys don't have enough time to cheat and you guys don't have enough time to answer. It's going to be like a speed run. I'm like, get out of my face. What do you mean speed See, run? See, all of that logic works. It makes sense for the test. It makes sense for like the conditions, especially because of how much cheating is going on. But all of that makes zero sense when you're actually trying to figure out how intelligent someone is about a yeah. subject, which is what an exam is supposed to be, ideally. It absolutely is not, yeah. like, it's not representative. It's only representative of how much you can memorize. And, and people who have better memories, people who have better memorization, like our photographic memory friend, yeah. right? They will do better. They will always achieve more. And it's, 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 I don't know. That's why I hate exams. I think schools need to find a, the issue. Okay. The issue is with exams, getting rid of exams, whatever the case is, there's no other way for people to see if you learn or not. There's no way to do it standard. But do you remember what our school did? Evidence-based learning. Of, yeah. And evidence-based learning means that you have to prove it. However you prove it, but you prove it, right? Via project, a presentation, an explanation, an essay, a theory, a paper, like whatever, or an exam, right? However you want, but you have to prove it. Every grade point was an evidence, and evidence proved that you were X amount close to the total amount of understanding that the teachers expected you to have in this class. At the same time, what they did was you take, you do an assignment, say, like beginning of semester. You take a similar assignment, Again, like later on down the semester, and you see your grade between the two. That that's also what they did. It's the grade of improvement. Yes, they looked at actual change. Yeah, over they time. looked at the change. The, over time. the actual philosophy and the concept got muddled over time, and then yeah. it became every year it became more and more like normal school standard at school. Sure, but that but the idea that idea is the authentic part, and yeah. I wish that. Uh, especially when um, when uh, school becomes more ergonomic, when it becomes more intuitive, when it becomes more. Uh, how you say like, compatible with the student experience, right? Yeah. When it becomes more understanding about what you go through as a student, then it, it might take those things into account and it might actually make that the way that you grade someone instead. So, so that way it would work for high schools and like normal schools, but how would colleges see You those could numbers? adapt the same thing. Like there are colleges that are steam based projects. Yeah, no, no, I'm not things. talking about that. You know how we take the exam for, we take SAT and ACT and, ex- and the colleges look at those exams based off of our, you know, they look at the grades and then they yeah, right. allow us in. What would they look at? Our, our that is the evolution? only thing. That's the, that's the biggest argument for the SAT. Everybody, and I agree too, technically, mathematically, it makes sense. Colleges need a way to find out who is X in the tier list of students, right? They need to find out where you are. So the SAT essentially ranks you. Yeah. Um, and I... I understand that, especially from an organizational perspective, especially from a school like UT Austin or Harvard or whatever that gets X amount of thousands of applicants and they have to sort through all of them. They don't have enough headspace for everyone. But there has to be a more fair way to grade people than that broken rig test. Fair is a weird statement. 
Yeah, but but what what a lot of schools like to tout, right? That I don't necessarily think they do, but it's an idea that's being advertised is having holistic learning, right? Holistic grading and and um, uh, um, them looking at all components of your application in order to make the choice, not just your SAT. And I think that will increase in the future, Did especially you... if college prices themselves yeah. go down because of whatever politics happens outside the, you know. But nowadays it's going up. Like college prices are going up. Yeah. Uh, did you, when we started college, and I know you just started your in-person classes and stuff, but I had a couple in-person classes for the past year. Did you ever notice like your, your the change and how our high school did home, uh, like homework and normal school work and stuff like that in school and how colleges and, and you know how like you, you take, you take notes now and you take so much different things. It's completely different and you feel like you're not doing as well if you know what i mean yeah i feel like i feel like the amount of work i put in is not exactly proportional to the amount of gain i get yeah. from that work like for high school you would put in a work you put in x amount of work for the six weeks that we have for a project and eventually you get something you know you put in work for your program you'll get uh, a running program you put in x amount for homework in college you don't get that well and there's something about the the switch between our high school and our college at least to me, that's like a negative. It's going down. I, I can't take notes any, correctly anymore. We didn't take as much notes in high school, which is which is understandable. That's why it's bad. But like, I feel like our college now is just... I can't connect with college. There, I, I do agree with you. And I think as time goes on, as, as we like you know do more schooling, we'll be able to figure that weird secret sauce out. But I, I know... It's just something the way the teachers cut the grade averages, what the scales are for the class that determines no matter how hard you try on a homework or how good you maintain one exam can crash you. Things, little things like that. Yeah, I have so many Some, times where the, my grades are great. But the inevitability of failing in the class and then and then how fragile you feel because you can fail so easily. Yeah. There's something about that. But I think it'll make more sense as we as we go along. I don't think it will. I think we just keep getting into harder classes. Like I, I know for myself at least, I'm getting into a bunch of harder classes now. And if I don't figure it out now, I don't think I will be able to because there's so much so much work that's gonna have to be put in and there's not gonna be like a, a middle ground. I, I, I have to take so much notes now. Like I, I was telling you earlier, my math notes, my calculus too, I usually never take notes during math. I'll just like write down formulas and stuff like that. I took a whole three-subject notebook to math thinking I'd only need a little bit, and I ended up filling up the whole thing. And now notes are like your life. You yeah. you live off of notes only to figure out that half of those notes aren't useful. Yeah, there's, there's also something to be said about how I, I hate how professors themselves are really hard to do notes for even though college is built on notes like you're talking yeah. about but that's a whole that's a whole nother can of worms but like reshifting i guess what would what would you say is like your relationship with school what, what is the way that you identify like school fits in your life school as we said earlier i think is like the, the second home i go to well okay it used to be the second home before i, I got was into just college. about to say before i got to, to college home for me now college and school and like all that stuff it's uh, not to be dramatic or whatever, but it's like the the prison I have to go to every day, because I don't like going to school anymore. It's just I, I, there's no there's no connection, there's no happiness, there's no there's no there's no need to go to school anymore. If I can just do it online or figure it out or essentially teach myself at all, because the professors are trash. Essentially, the professors make you have to teach yourself anyway. Yeah. Like, that that was something like I realized. This class. Day I literally one. was telling you yesterday. The professor's like, yeah, after you do all the calculations. Wait, aren't you supposed to teach me how to do the calculations? I, I still stand by the prof. You should know how to do that. But Bro, I do understand that if you do have questions, me? if you do have questions, you should ask, and then they should explain, and they should be more accommodative of that. I do agree with that. But they're like, yeah, after you, you know, you do the calculations and you plug it all in. She skips three fourths of it. And she goes, "What's the answer?" And I'm like, "I'm not gonna lie to you. I am confused on how we even started this kind of thing." But she would just be like, "Keep running," and I'd, I'd ask a question, but I, I wouldn't even know what question to ask. See, for me, school is like kind of not not necessarily prison. I do understand where you're coming from. I think it's more like, especially because of how little college you do, like how, how loose it feels. It just feels like tutoring with homework. Like I'm going to a place like Katie or like some other thing, going there for a couple hours, learning a little bit of stuff, coming home, having a bunch of stuff to do at home. And then it, it's just not in my life anymore. I don't think about it. And, and something interesting, I don't know if it's just because of, 
our relatively poopy high school or college experience. But for me, in my head, like, I'm autopiloting. Like, I'm just trying to get over my bachelor's as fast as possible, as cheap as possible, as effortlessly as possible, uh, to to maintain whatever amount of mental health and and uh, willpower that I can scrape at at the end of it, and that's basically that that's basically all I want out of college, and that's not what other kids our age feel. Some people are really happy, and a lot of people tell us like you know college is really great. Like you know, I, I just don't know. I just don't yeah, see no. it. I'm not having it. However, yeah. I'm having it. I'm not having it. Now, for me at least, like I used to, I used to have that idea of you know just go to school. It's just a chill time. You learn a little bit, and then you, you know go home and do a bunch of homework. But like that was, I think that would be the last year for me. This year, it it feels a lot heavier for me, and I don't know why. I think it might be the class I'm taking, or like the, since I just got out of summer classes, I'm going right back into another year. But like it feels a lot heavier, and I don't like that heavy feeling because my classes are loaded. Like so we were taking a couple of classes together, but my classes are loaded and i don't know why it feels so heavy out of nowhere what i was told by others is that especially sophomore uh, freshman year because we're taking so many regs courses like you know gen courses it'll be really annoyingly difficult when you start specializing like how your brother did for the mech stuff when it stops being like all this stupid literature xyz drama bs you have to take in it's actually the major stuff when you get to all the major specific classes it'll it won't it it might be dense but it's not going to be as painful to go through that's what people told me, um, and I whether it's it's whether it's overtly optimistic or whether it's true, I'll just accept that for now because it's not a problem I have to deal with for now. Right now, I have to deal with what's in front of me. I heard your you know freshman sophomore year is supposed to be like easy. You're just taking basics, bro, huh? and then it's basics, bro. Yeah, but the basics are the hardest because the professors are the worst for basics. No, I think because they literally don't give a crap. I think basics are easy, and then when you start getting into you know harder physics and the harder calculuses. Then it starts getting more dense and harder to take because it's going up the ladder. You're getting harder. It's kind of like how when you're an engineer, right, you get to Cal 1, Cal 2, Cal 3, maybe statics, maybe linear equations. But once you get off of that and then you start studying fluid dynamics, when you start studying like propulsion systems, when you start studying like, you know, whatever, gear lubricants, I don't know what engineers do yet. What? When you get to those classes that don't really those sound start, like subjects. Those start making sense to me. Because those are you more start, fun. You start like understanding where this is all connecting, but like, I don't know. But it's a long time to wait. Yeah, it's also it's a time. long road to get through, in order to get to that point. I'm 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 ready to just find a job that's paying well and just drop out of college, because <laughs> yes. I don't think college is really helping me right now. So as far as I wouldn't say college, because that's a whole other can of beans, and that's something I don't really want to. We could splurge for hours, but what were like some of the best teacher experiences that you had? Middle school, high school, elementary school, whatever. Like like. Yeah. The because teachers are also something that as a student like we kind of shop around for yeah, them. Right? We kind of really we school. really hope that we get the best ones. And they, I mean, whether people know it or not, right? Everybody at the end of the day says they make or break subjects. They make yeah. or break passions. Hundred percent. And and yeah, like I was saying, they fuel school. They they either make your life a living hell or they make it super easy for them. And you know, if you get a, a bad teacher, then ouchie. So which which good teachers have you had? <sighs> Um, during like elementary school times, I don't really remember many of my teachers because we just had homeroom and you would stick in that class. Um, but middle school, I used to have like one teacher every year that I used to just be like best buds with. I would go sit and have lunch with them. The The class would still be horrible, but I think like the person, the person outside of they school, made it you easier, know, like, more bearable. They, they are just nice. And I think that's what like, if you can connect to a, a teacher, they'll understand who you are. Be like, oh, he is bad at taking notes. Then they'll start understanding and maybe helping you. I think teacher-student uh, interaction slash relationship is is pretty important just because you you learn better. Yeah, yeah. I I think I think for me, uh, my French teacher in middle school, my art teacher, my history teachers. Like my history teachers grade, are usually like pretty cool. They're always weirdly like chill. I don't yeah. know why. Except if they're a coach, then you kind of yeah. No, my my eighth grade teacher was a very tall strong woman who was teaching us history and you can hear her voice at the end of the school and i'm like oh but oh, every yeah. now and then she was pretty cool was she the kind of guy who like would scream one way hallway and everybody would be like oh shoot she's here yeah <laughs> run <laughs> um yeah. i my history classes my science classes i i i don't know if it's because i sucked butt because i was like you know such a science nerd 
all of my science my science classes have been great. Um, I think the only teachers I really had like really good relationships were were probably high school, except for like one middle school teacher, uh, my science teacher in eighth grade. He was a really cool person, and I would just sit here and talk to him. I remember I got a seventy on one of his tests once, and he was like, "Hey, Abraham, after class, come talk to me. I just have a quick question." I'm like, okay, I walk up to him after he gives me my seventy, uh, my my uh, quiz, and he looks at me. He goes, "What are you doing?" I'm like, huh? He goes, what are you doing? Why are you getting 70s? I'm like, oh, okay. And so, like, he was that type of teacher, like, check in, like, what are you doing? What's wrong? Why aren't you getting a better grade? I know you can get a better grade. Bro, you know something that they tell us to scare us all the time in middle school and then in high school all the way, like, basically all the time? They're like, no one's going to hold your hand. No one's going to chase after you. And I guess, to a certain extent, having responsibility as a student, that's one thing. But it feels nice having a teacher care for you, mm-hmm. right? Not necessarily, like, making sure you get your assignments in or whatever, but, like, if you're struggling, like, they're not just going to, like, let you drown because it's a pass or fail class, it's a weed-out class, and they need you to go. They'll, like, they'll tap you on the shoulder like yours did and be like, hey, man, what's going on? Like, yeah. you know, and and I will say they were right. College, they, they don't do that. They don't at all. No. You are literally just another student, another semester, another day. Yeah. If you find a teacher, a professor, that'll do that to you, Hold on to them tight. Yeah, man. Like my college algebra teacher, even like some of our, one of my friends, we took the college algebra together. That teacher was amazing. Probably the best math teacher I've ever taken in my life. She would be like, oh, you guys want to understand it? Screw the rest of the textbook. Let's just learn this concept. And she would spend hours just teaching us the concept. And I'm like, I respect you because she's willing to stop and like make sure we understand what's going on. That's yeah. why I got such a good grade with her because she was willing to stop and teach. And I was like, that's great. And she would be like, we would talk about the randomest things in the middle of class. Like, it was, it's a relationship that you need to have with a teacher in order to feel like, even if you're going to fail, and it's 100% you're going to fail, it's that having a good relationship with a teacher where she can, you know, talk to you, he can talk to you, and you can just be like, okay, you're going to fail. Well, let's, let's work through that. See if we're going to fail or not. And they can help you with it. They can make you feel better about failing. Whatever the case is, a good relationship with a teacher or a nice teacher can Makes honestly go a long way. Hundred percent. I, got I, I sound like a walking ad for a school sometimes, bro. But like, <laughs> honestly, no same. When your when your teacher becomes more of a mentor, right? And when that mentorship is more facilitative, it makes the learning a lot better. When it's not just like here, grade this, here, grade this. It's more like, I need your help. I need I need you to show me. Right. Yeah, and I hate college because you can't have that. Uh, yeah, I think I think the relationship to sum it down really like simply in college is like I'm gonna show you for ten seconds. If you don't miss it, go talk to my PA. If you miss that, go to the tutoring center. If you miss that, expert. Like, there's so many you know avenues, but they're they're not the teacher. Yeah, it's so many people who are like trying to do the teacher's job for you. Maybe we sound entitled. Maybe we're just no. brats who are not used to college. I don't know. <laughs> Now, I've talked to a lot of people, and they would also agree. Like, my siblings, they only one of them went to the same high school I went to. But the other two are, like, they would literally say, if your professor is bad, your professor is bad. Like, that's all you can do. You can't really change it. They're here to teach you and then get out. They have four other classes they have in the day. Yeah, not to mention all the research they're actually getting paid for. Yeah, like, they, they have no connection with you. You're just a random kid with a beard who, who needs to take a class. Oh, yeah, some, something I used to get really depressed about when I was a kid, right, was especially in middle school, when I did form a tight bond with the teacher was I would, I mean, it was kind of like childlike jealousy, but I'd, I'd see that, you know, they have a next, another year and I'd be like, was I just another student to them? Yeah. And I would talk to them and especially when I had them for a year, that might have to do with it, but especially the dedication my best teachers gave me, they would always be like, no, 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 you weren't. Even though there's a lot of you and I love you all equally, right? You're not just another face. But for college... It's nothing, nothing. It's nothing more simple than just a body. You're just another unit I have to teach. Yeah, no, that's why, like, whenever you have a conversation with a teacher, I don't know if you know this, uh, or you probably do, but, like, a lot of people probably think if between me and you, you're a good guy, I'm bad, you're a good cop, I'm bad cop. <laughs> and, like, they probably see it. But I'm like, anytime Assad is talking to a person or talking to a teacher, I want to talk to them just because I'm like, there's no point in me talking to them and wasting my time to get to know them because they're not going to put the same energy as I am. Yeah. Like, in high school, yeah, I'm going to spend the next year with you, and I'm going to see you every day. I'm going to see you this and that. And I know what type of people you are, especially in our high school. 
that I, I will get to know you. But in college, no, you see them for a semester, you see them for an hour a day. That's it. Like, you just get up and leave, and there's no connection after. If you can email them and they respond, congrats. You have a teacher. Bro, here's a really good example. So, senior year of high school, right? Right before pandemic dropped and everything, right? Our government teacher was teaching us, teaching us about the different, like, um, temperaments of the uh, political spectrum. The, the left, the right, and then the up and down on that chart. Yeah. And me and my teacher and my friend, we literally stayed after class two hours. Yeah. Because I was like so conflicted taking that test and my teacher was so interested in seeing where I land on the spectrum. Yeah. That she and my friend stayed with me after cl- after school, after senior release, after everything. And we just took the test together and at every point I had a question, she answered it. We debated things over and over again. We had such fun discourse. And that whole afternoon I was like, "There's n- I- this will never happen again. In retrospect, I'm thinking, it- I don't know if yeah. that will ever happen again. I had the mentality of in high school at certain times, I was like, I'm, I hate high school. I want to get out. Well, let me go to college already. But at a certain point, I was like, wait, why am I wishing this? Like high school, this high school experience that I'm taking right now is going to be a lot better than the one than college or whatever. So I should enjoy it because you're not going to have another teacher that'll sit down with you and have a conversation for two hours. Hey, yo, listen, hey, not to say I told you so, not to you specifically, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I remember literally, I, whether, I think it was because I also was really afraid of going to college, so I knew it was going to be bad, yeah. but I used to tell kids, I'd be like, I appreciate, like, you're, you're like, you know, crying about the fact that you're like doing bad right now, you don't like it, but appreciate that time yeah. because once it's gone, dude, it is effing gone. It's, it's not there anymore. You will not get that again. Yeah. It's it's the relationships with the teachers, it's the relationship with friends, the I'm not gonna say the easiness of like the coursework or like the curriculum, but it's like the, the type of work you're learning, uh you're you're doing. It's all of that in high school and, and middle school that you should enjoy. The the little proms and like hanging out. I was just gonna say I was just gonna say, Ibrahim, remember speaking of things that just went away. Remember that remember baller that. prom that we were planning our senior year. Yeah. last dance we had everything coordinated out. we actually got money from pta we actually got everything and then yeah okay so and then it, for, for you who don't know know us for uh junior year i became student council president right and that time i was planning the the you know current seniors at the times prom i eventually got shut down because you know prom isn't for us blah blah, blah a bunch of political stuff at school but I never went to the junior year prom. Instead, I was like, I don't really want to go to junior year prom. I would rather we go to watched see- Infinity yeah, War. I'd rather go watch <laughs> Infinity War with the boys. Because none of my friends were going. Like, two people were going to, to prom. Yeah. And in I mean, my head, I even talked to my mom about this. She goes, I'd rather you go to senior year prom than junior year prom. Right? And which, you know, made sense to me. Because, like, is it senior year? You know, big boy, last year. Last prom year. Prom makes sense, right? But... Us not going to junior year prom caused an issue because we went and watched Infinity War, all the lads, except for a couple of them because they went to prom because they have girlfriends and we're all single. Uh, and we watched Infinity War, we're, we're chilling, we watch Avengers, we're all happy, we're hanging out. That's fine. The only issue is I was planning to go to senior year prom. Senior year prom happened two months after yep. covid hit yep. and the whole world stopped yep and man we planned we we, we me, Ibrahim, sacrificed so many afternoons because i so senior year i ran for a uh, class representative for the grade yeah. and me and him and uh, another one of our friends we were like the three people coordinating and communicating and planning this prompt to we, make planned it the best prom. Party we planned out prom we planned out how the, the tailgate was gonna go and all that stuff we planned out uh senior sunset we planned out, uh, what was the other one, senior banquet. We planned so much. And we were expecting to go do this because, you know, senior year. This is the end of the end of high school. This is, you know, your, your time, you know, shine, and baby, just shine. And freaking fell away from COVID us. COVID hit, and we never had a prom. We never had a graduation. We never had a senior banquet. We never had a senior sunset. We never had uh, any award ceremonies that we usually do in our high school, our specific high school. I was in robotics, and we only did one part of the competition, yeah. and everybody hyped up the other half so hard, and we never got yeah, to see no. that other end. When, when I went, there was there was a, year, an, an was award good. award that me and my whole uh, team we were like practicing giving a presentation for. It was like a competition thing. We won it. Yeah, we won it. We were gonna give that at state, and then boom. Yeah, going. I, I was on the team before you, and honestly, yeah, like he actually his spot was my spot. Yeah, no, I literally gave him my spot because I could no longer do it. Um, I the, I went like the year before our junior year when I was doing it, 
I'm like I'm sad for you that you ended up going to world states and worlds because no it was one, really fun. No one ever took pictures. Or actually, do you, do you have pictures of worlds, man? I want to see. I think I think I want to rem- I, I need someone to show me what the arena looked like because y'all made it sound like it was literally the battle dome. It was it y'all was y'all made it sound like it was the gladiator pit of robots over there. It, it was very fun, but like the whole idea of our senior year and the connect senior year teachers were the funnest to be honest. Like they were like. Like, honestly, bro, you don't care. I don't care. We'll deal with this later. But all of our senior year was kind of just gone at one point. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and it sucks. There was a lot of stuff that happened. A lot of things that, that fell. But, I, you know, now we can only look forward. I mean, I feel like we've been pretty depressing this, <laughs> this whole <laughs> this podcast. Whole podcast <laughs> but I, I don't mean to discourage anybody who is listening. Um, there There is hope. I think, and I think. we will be examples of that because I hope that we will be both be searching for it. Uh, Listen, I'm gonna be honest with you, Chief. This year, I know we're taking classes together. I might be burned out already, and it's only two weeks into college. No way, brother. Bro, I no took way. summer classes. I'm like physically tired, but I'm not burnt. Okay, actually, no. Especially you taking that Calc two class in summer, which I is took... the ab- fattest mistake okay, on the planet. Listen, bro, army I, I that's listening right now. Bro, arm. I don't know. I can call understand. you guys later, but. I took calculus one and summer one for five weeks, and I took an art history class for the whole summer. Right? I don't know why it was like two months stuff like that. I finished Cal one. I was I was like I'm done. You know Cal two, uh, not Cal two. Summer two. I'm gonna chill. I'm gonna just do me. You know have a summer. My family somehow convinced me to taking calculus two at eight a.m. for four hours every day, and I was like, makes sense. Let's do it. And so I took <laughs> calculus two, summer two, and I failed it because I don't like it was just way too much. Calculus 2 is the hardest class you're ever going to take. Hardest math class you'll ever take in your college career. Like, it's been told by professors, by former students, by everyone. And I decided to take that in five weeks. No, not even. It was like four weeks plus two days. Um, and, I, I, bro, there was so much work. I didn't have enough time to, what's the word, de-escalate, to calm down before I jumped head into a new semester. That was a definitely fattest mistake of 2020, man. 2021. And now I have to take calculus 2 again because it had got awful. And honestly, the, you saw the amount of work I had. Like, oh my god, dude. I Summer classes are literally disgusting. That same work, that calculus 2 class, that one I absolutely hated, I now have to take online because all the teachers were garbage. Well, my, my option was a really bad teacher who reads from presentation from slideshows and talks really slow. Or was an online class with a teacher that might possibly put videos up. <laughs> I took the web class and the teacher doesn't post anything. She's like, yeah, here's your homework. You have an exam in two weeks. Do it all by two weeks. 11 question, uh, eleven part, uh, assignments. Each assignment is 25 questions. Uh, each question has like four parts. And I'm like, why? Why on God's earth? This is why you, you wonder why I cheat so much. It's because there's so much work. Not enough time and not enough brain energy, brain capacity, all of the above to do all of this. There was a period of time when I high horsed it and I was like, no, I won't do it. Or like, I, I, I don't know why people are doing it, right? But now I understand. Yeah. I realize. Like any time I can cheat on an assignment. And my mom, I told my mom this and she would judge me at first. And then she understood. Anytime I can cheat on an assignment or a quiz or an exam, I would do it. Just because I know for sure I can't learn all of this. I can't put this on my head and expect to remember that. But you got to do it because transcript, GPA, got to get the class, got to get yeah. that piece of paper. Now, if there's certain like, curriculum-based stuff or certain assignments I have to memorize for uh, another class, sure, I might work on it. But, for example, like art history, I never have to work with art history again. I cheated on the whole course. I would literally take the question, put it into Google, get an answer for it. For my math class this semester, my online one, my... I have four exams. First exam is not proctored. Second exam is. Third uh, isn't proctored. Fourth is. Those two exams that aren't proctored, bro, you can bet your penny I'll be cheating on both of those. And I like, there's just too much work nowadays. And it's bad because teachers and professors in college doesn't care who you are. They'll give you the work and you have to figure it out. See, we're trying to be optimistic. And it's still getting to And I'm still cheating. <laughs> okay. Opt- optimistic. Okay. Best thing about college and schools. We'll talk about that. Maybe like a little bit about that. So we end in a I don't note. have to go to class as much. Yeah, that's true. I have. I can make my own schedule. 
Yeah, my, yeah, my schedule, schedule's a lot more bro, open. Bro, my schedule for this week, uh, not this week, this, uh, this semester. Two in-person classes a week. Two, in, three, two in-person classes. Bruh. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. Bruh. Wednesday and Friday, I have off. Unless, like, I want to go in and study and stuff like that. None of them is before 2 p.m. And I'm just kind of chilling. And then I have enough work for myself. Now, some of it was on purpose. The other half wasn't on purpose because I had online classes because everyone was trash. But it's like, it's a lot chiller, you know? You get a little more freedom. That is a plus. But freedom comes with a price, you know? But you get a little more freedom and you you get to work on what you need. People can go get jobs now. I might go apply to another job. You, You get a little more freedom. Yeah, I have the ability to work now. I was really afraid of working in high school because I knew that it would affect my grades dramatically. And I now work and it doesn't affect my grades too much. Yeah. And that's why you gotta cheat, kids. So you can get enough time for work. But, yeah, I mean, I have a very strong feeling, I think, that just because at the current state of our lives we're at right now, both of our outlooks on college and, like, school are so depressing that uh, finding a light in the tunnel is being is very it's, difficult. It's really hard. But I think we'll do it. I think we'll find Bro, one. Bro, I went to go get coffee today, and uh, the girl uh, through the drive-thru that gave me the coffee, she was like, oh, well, you know, what do you have going on today? I'm like, oh, I'm just going to do some homework and then, you know, go hang out with some friends. She goes, oh, where do you go to school? I'm like, oh, call a college, you know, down the street. She goes, oh, okay, you know, uh, do you plan on transferring? Because I'm going to community college. Me and, him, me and I started going to community college. Yes, or... And she goes, like, are you planning on transferring later on? I'm like, yeah, I might go to this university, you know, blah, blah, blah. She goes, oh, you know, are you ready for it? I'm like, no, this university is hard and, like, I'm, I'm worried about it. She oh, yeah, goes, if, if you have problems in community college, right, imagine how multiplied they universities get are harder. actual university. And it's stupid why it's so harder. Like, this is just the college of the college. It should be the same. Dog, I'm, I'm just trying to get a pulls up pants. I'm just trying to get a piece of paper, bro. I'm just <laughs> trying to get that paper and get out of here, okay? But the, the, this chick today through the drive-thru goes, you know what? I believe in you. You got this. And I looked at her in my face. I'm like, oh, honey. I literally told her, I was like, oh, honey, if only you knew. She goes, what? I'm like, college is dumb. She goes, I know I'm also in college right now. I'm struggling as well. And I was talking to my dad about this yesterday. Do you feel like everyone in our college is struggling this year? Everyone in college is struggling this year. I don't know a single person. I, that is a very good point. I don't know anybody who's big balling in college right now. Nobody. Maybe like, like you're a freshman and you're taking like, I don't know world history like the only people i know who are enjoying college are enjoying the non-academic part of it exactly but everybody who actually cares about their grades they're struggling oh man they're all we're all like yeah this sucks this is too difficult this is too annoying quarantine we're just finally out of it or i don't know off of online classes everyone is struggling bro i hope we don't have so many variants that we literally run out of the Greek alphabet and then we have to start Dude, finding a new I alphabet. I don't know. This, this whole variance thing, it's pissing me off so much, bro. We were literally about to... I feel dumb for saying it. We were literally about to flatten the curve. Mm-hmm. And then and then our freaking dumb governor was like, you know what? Nah. Nah. Nah, chief. That's fine. Sitting in his little cabin in the woods and his leg was two broken legs in his wheelchair. Smoking a cigar on the porch. He's like, nah, you know what? Nah, and guns. Yeah, it's it's life is hard. Life and this is, this episode is just is us hard. ranting about how we hate school. <laughs> Man, I I promise, guys, we will try to make it more optimistic. Uh, because chances are you're probably in the same boat we are, and you don't need more depression. And if you aren't, and you're like you're an adult and past this, I don't know if y'all had the same experience as we did. Yo, let us know. Let like, us know I on whatever like, platform you're watching. But how did your college experience go? What were some of the, the truths that you had to like yeah. overcome actually going through it? I think I might have had it a little bit easier just because your whole lives were based off of like college and then education and job. Yeah. But ours is like, it's weird. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm tripping. Yeah, I, I'd be curious to see. So definitely let us know. And next time it'll, it'll be it'll be happier. It'll y- be yeah, we will try to focus on uh, optimistic on stuff. Happiness. And... I cheated and have a good grade. And next episode, we have a special segment planned. Oh, boy. I don't want to say too much, but I will say that it will flush all of this badness away. Uh, don't don't think too much into that. Just just wait until the next episode, and, and it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, y'all, thank y'all so much for listening. Thank, thank y'all so much, much guys. Have a good day. Um, smile.
smile try to smile for and us try to pass and try to pass treat as much as possible love life let uh, us know how you, just let us know how you're doing let us know what's going on let us know how you're feeling doesn't if, even matter if you also hate school say yay yeah i, mean, <laughs> I don't know yeah no yay go for yeah, it go go to college have fun yeah make some friends be the weird one kid that walks up to everyone's like hi my name is Assad. hi my name is Assad. Well, you I'm fell asleep in class, kid. woke up as we were leaving, and, and introduced kid. yourself to a random girl sitting across from you. Like I'm just too social, man. Bro, I'm get just out of too here. social. You're I'm built different. I'm not like other boys. Flips hair in the wind. Flips hair in the wind and walks <laughs> in the sunset. <laughs> anyway, anyway yeah. thanks, y'all. Bye. Bye, y'all. I'm just waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear the awkwardness escaping your friend. <laughs>